What's in the queue? 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 So we went down to Indy today to see her and to like, I took three pages of legal sized notepad <laughs> notes on like, well, what would be the best place for us to stay? And, mm-hmm. you know, would a hotel or a, or a villa be better for us? And, uh, you know, what if wow. we do choose the villa, you know, here's a great third party coordinator that um, takes care of like. I, apparently you can have timeshares at Disney. What? Yeah. So like, um, she has access to all this information of when's the best time to, to do this and, and book it, book this now, book this in two months, book this six weeks before you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So like she was just this, I, I spent three hours just taking notes from her and like getting the best websites and where to go on the websites. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Disney should be paying her at this point. I told her once she retires from her job that she currently works at, she needs to... Oh, apparently I need to change my furnace filter. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Notifications. Um, I told her once she retires from the job that she works at now, she just needs to set up a travel agency. And she's like, well, I only give this information to people that I love. So... Yeah. Well. So... But you could love so many people by them giving you money for yeah, well, the advice. Yeah. I mean, money. Money. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah. So, she just, she talked me through everything. And we just knew that with us being down in Indy all day, right. the boyfriend and his daughter were out and about today. We're like, well, there's no point in leaving Gary home alone in a cage all day. Um, The thought never crossed your mind that I... Might be willing to love Gary for you. Oh, I will. I will keep that in mind for the next time. Because it is 20 bucks for like an overnight stay. But. Well, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. Because they are. The boarding people are fostering a dog for one of their clients. It, yeah. Weird yeah. situation. But they're, they're fostering this dog for them for temporarily. And that dog and Gary are like BFFs now. I... So, I mean, he's basically just at a slumber party right now. I mean, do you ever wonder, though, like, when you take Gary to places, or, like, any dog in general, do you think that they're like, did they just abandon me? No. Not not at this place and not with Gary. Other dogs, maybe, yes, but you say the name of this place and Gary goes, <gasps> Really? Yeah, or whatever. The, well, oh, the dog, the dog, so The dog cute. equivalent of... His tail wags so fast he can't hold he can't hold his body straight. Aww. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay then. <laughs> yeah. No. He he loves this place. Loves this place. Aww. So sweet. I want to give him a shout out, but I also don't know if I have permission to do that, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we are putting this on the internet. <laughs> we put a lot of things on the internet. Uh, maybe we shouldn't, but we still do anyways. Yeah. I don't know. We'll run um, it by him, I guess. It's fine. I feel like we have not recorded in ages. Like I feel It's been like... ages again. We had a mini recording hiatus. <sighs> it's just so crazy. Like We had a sick BB. I know, but it just feels like it's been Extra line. long. I know, right? Mm. Mm. Two E's. I was just looking at diamonds on Amazon because I want to buy myself some diamonds. Ooh, yeah. yeah. 
mom. Yeah. You know, I mean, they are a girl's best friend. But apparently, if you want anything over a carrot, you need a grand. Uh, yeah. So. Um, well, and I think, I think I used to be more obsessed with diamonds than I am now. That's like, fair. I almost feel like now, like, my husband could have saved a boatload of money and not bought me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. See, like, I never got. Yeah. When I was, I never got the giant diamond. Yeah. Which at the time I was like, oh, that's fine. But now I'm at the age where if I want something, I'm going to go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a strong, independent woman. Get it, girl. You know, and I'm, I want, I want diamonds right now. I mean, hey, you know, you know, you like it's, you. it's, it's just that personal thing where, well, the, either diamonds or opals. As you can see, I bought mm. this giant fake opal. Ooh, um, and I love it. What's the band aid? Oh, I definitely have a Ray band aid on. <sighs> Um, it's a Force you. Awakens band-aid because my hands get dry and crack. So I have to put Neosporin on my cracks and, like, put band-aids all over. Well, we are band-aid sisters today. Um, <gasps> are we really? I decided to um, shave, which apparently I forgot how to. It's winter. I understand um, that. I took a large chunk out of my ankle. Yeah. I mean. I take it you're not on those Dollar Shave Club razors? No, well, I, it slipped. I mean, Ooh. it just was like a yeah. I I, oh. I cheese grated myself, um, and I'm like hollering from the bathroom to my oldest daughter, like get mommy a large bin. Well, okay. So, do you know what else happened to me this week? Tell me all the things. I met. My clone, my doppelganger, yes. my twin of life. Yes, you texted me this like three days ago, and we haven't had a chance to talk about. Yes, it, so. because I was like mm, 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 saving it up, and I'm happy yes. I did because she. Okay, so I'll just tell the whole shabango real quick. We can cut it all out if we want to, but no, it's okay. So I go outside at work, and I'm standing there talking you know with a group of people and there's a new girl and i'm just staring at her like a psychopath is she like a transfer like one of the transfers that's coming okay okay Uh, okay, okay. yeah she's a temp that um they brought her over you know because of everybody training for their new positions right right. so she's a villain um and i'm just like staring at this girl and i'm looking at everyone else and i'm just like why is nobody else saying anything? Because this girl, like, we're pretty much the same height. Okay. Pretty much the same size. Okay. Blonde, curly hair. Mm. Um, We have the same coat, same color. Shut the front door. And then, you know, we're both wearing the same outfit because at our place of business, we have to wear the same outfit. So, yeah. I mean, that just enhanced it. Right. right? Um, our names are similar. Mm-mm. Yes, girl. Yes. So I'm like just standing there and finally like she sits down and I'm like, nobody else is freaking seeing this. Am I insane? So I go and I just sit down next to her. I'm like, I'm sorry. Nobody else has said anything about this, but you're my twin. (laughs) I was like, look at us. Oh, oh, both have our nose pierced. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I'm like telling all my little people right in my little immediate area. I'm like, guys, I met my clone. Uh, yeah. Apparently they missed me at work and just cloned me. You're having an this orphan what's black happening. moment. That's what yeah. you're having. So they're all like, oh, that's weird. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? 
She's working across from me now. No, they just put a mirror up. <laughs> oh, we've been perf- perfecting our twin mirror dance all week. Like, we have had a blasty blast. This has been the best oh my God. week of work. Like, our, our, our personalities are very similar. Yes. Our stories in life are very similar. Can we get her as a guest on the podcast? Yes. Okay. I will... I will kidnap her. I mean, she's okay. my clone. I can just do whatever I want with her, right? Fine. I mean, like, same rules apply basically to Taylor Swift yes. with me. So, yes. Like, oh, my God, yes. Taylor, come on over, babe. Tay-Tay, let's go. Um, yeah, so I I have just had just the most wonderful That's amazing. work week ever. That's so fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I'm just languishing over in my area. Just yes. two earbuds uh, in all the time. Well, don't talk. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, I uh, mean, and normally, like, Friday, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow mo, drag mode, and I was just pumped all week. I'm like feeding off of her electricity. I might be sucking her soul up. I'm not sure. I mean, as long as you get her consent, it's fine. Yeah, because like once I leave, I'm like oh, I feel drained. I'm like oh, I was so. Amped what if all she's day. sucking your energy? Oh my God. Mutually. Yes, I did ask if she was planning on murdering me and assuming my life. She's thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to need a detailed map of every tattoo on your body <laughs> because if somebody else shows up without that Leo tattoo, yes. I'm going to arrest them. So, yes. Like just civilian arrest, podcaster arrest. Well, I mean, just on the technically, basis of... I mean, veteran arrest, right? right? Sure. I mean, yeah, technically, I got, I got guns. you got clear yeah, stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's just For say. the purpose of this bit, yes. Yes. Anywho, so it's been a magical week. That's fantastic. Yes. Aww, that's so exciting. I know, and I'm like telling all of the other friends, I'm like, I just want her to like work here forever, and like I want to bring her into the fold of all of us yes. because she would just fit in so perfectly. I'm obsessed with her. I won't tell her that you said that. She's gonna listen. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, hey, I girl. asked her permission. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, like the first day I met her, I was like. I'm going to talk about you on my podcast. Are we allowed to say her name? I didn't ask her that. Let's hold off on that for a week then. It starts with a... <laughs> <laughs> her name is so... Brishana. <laughs> yes, it is. Brishana. Um, hey. Hey. Guess what this is? What is it? It's What's in the Queue. Nuh-uh. With Krishana and Emily. That's us. Oh my gosh. Not y'all mom's Netflix. Nope. Uh, I am so happy to be with you. Oh my gosh, I've yes. missed you. Twinsies, twinsies. I don't get to be like physical twinsies with no, you. No, I get like, to be podcast twinsies with you. We're like twins in the sense of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito twins. That is strangely accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you're the Arnold, right? No, <laughs> I'm the shorter, rounder one. What I just have a lot more hair than Danny DeVito. <laughs> What do you mean the six foot tall lady is closer to Arnold Schwarzenegger? What? I did see this like picture today too where it was like me talking to all my friends and it was like a short girl like yelling up at a really tall girl. It's like you're, you're, your your height of people is why I slouch. <laughs> That's why I have I'm bad sorry, posture. We're giving you back problems. Yes. It's fine. This is fine. It's cool. Yeah. So um we talked about wanting to um represent the month that we're in yeah hey february hey febs 2018 hey i you know january was a doozy let's let's just kick off february black history month 
Um, got the the day of love, uh, according to Hallmark. This also, month. day before is Valentine's Day. Yes. Oh, so, which I gosh. am much more supportive of. Supportive of. Oh, Valentine's Day. Oh wait, I work. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, so... last week we had the death and life of Marsha B. Johnson. Yes. Um, this week is a good one. It's this a good one, one is what happened, to Miss Simone, and yes. I could tell from the get that this is going to be. By defini- by your definition, a good musical artist documentary. Yes. Because they used all her music. Yes. So much music. See, I showed you the ways. Yes. And now you know. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, we're not doing y'all counts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> got them all in. Um, so we are talking about Miss Nina Simone. Um, and... I feel like I've grown up like always knowing about her knowing music of yes yeah um I didn't realize how much of her music I actually knew right because I recognized a lot in the documentary and then thank you Spotify I went mm. and they've got a this is Nina Simone playlist mm. with just everything she ever did and I just let that play for two hours at work the other day and that was delightful oh I bet it was I mean. What a beautiful voice. Yeah. Hauntingly I mean, beautiful. Yes. Otherworldly I mean, beautiful. Oh. Uh, you know, you can just tell, like, true artists, you know, they just open their mouth and beauty Ma- comes out. Magic comes out? Yeah. 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 It's uh, not us. N- no. No. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> nope. Um, so right at the beginning, there's this beautiful um, little poem by Maya Angelou. Please tell me you wrote it down because I didn't write down. Shouted, shouty. <laughs> um, it's it goes, Miss Simone, you are idolized, even loved by millions now. But what happened, Miss Simone? Oh, enter the name of the doc. Um, so let us take a little journey back. Yeah. Way, way in the way back. Way, 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 way back. Before any of us were born. Yes. In this closet. Uh, did you write her the year of her birth down? Because I just realized I missed it. I did not. Uh, I believe it was in the 30s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was born Eunice Wayman mm-hmm. in Triumph, North Carolina. Um, she studied to be the first classically trained African-American pianist. The fem- first female African-American classically trained pianist like that was her goal she's four years old yeah playing in church with her mom at the revivals and uh, a piano teacher and i think another teacher yes got a hold of her and was like you're really good let's give you more education yeah we're gonna make you mo better yeah and they, and did. they did oh my god they did and they and they really um Push that on her in a loving way. Like, she kind of describes about, like, that was the first experience with a white lady. Right. Where it was positive, where it was loving. Um, yeah. And, and, and different than what she probably saw more on a daily basis. Yeah. which And she kind of made it seem like that was the first white lady that she'd ever been on. Yes, because she talks very much about um, being on the other side of the tracks. Sure. And that was literally the divide between whites and blacks in the town. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like, that that cliche was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, um, now, what, what happens when you are a studious young child, mm-hmm. you are a studious young African-American child, you not only get cut off from your peers because of your advanced education, uh, I mean, she what, she's operating at an adult level at the age of seven. Right. Um, but add into that, she is black. Right. Working with a white teacher in a, on the white side of town. Mm-hmm. And she automatically, like already around the age of 11, she was like, I already knew that I was different mm-hmm. on this level and on this level. Yes. And neither one of those I could ever get rid of. Yeah. And I would I- always be an outsider on yeah. those levels. Yeah. I mean, not only just, you know, uh, on that that level of, you know, she's going every day, all day. She talks about, what, like eight, yeah, seven, ten hours seven, a day. Seven, eight hours of practicing. All the time. You know, so she's getting it from both sides. You know, she's, she's um, getting told, you know, your nose is too big. Your lips are too big. Your, your skin's it. too dark. Yeah. yeah. Getting all this stuff on this side of the tracks and on the other side of the tracks, it's like, oh, you know, now you you're... messed up that bar of Bach. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Um, but she, you know, she really persisted in that. And, and because it came so natural and so much, it seems to be like a part of her soul, a part of her fabric... You know, she was like, well, this, I'm just going to keep doing this. Right. This, you know, this is what I know. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, she, they, um, the teachers that help, um, help her blossom and grow into right. her craft of being a pianist, um, raise money. And she actually gets to go to Juilliard for a year and a half. Hey, that's great. That's, that's great. That's really, it's more impressive than I've ever accomplished yeah. in my life. But she then applies to the Curtis Institute and they don't accept her. And they don't accept her because she is black. That's correct. Yeah. That was in 1957. No, but 1951. Yeah. Um, so that summer, uh, when she did not get accepted into Curtis, she's like, well, um, I'm up here. I'm running out of money. Yeah. My um, whole family moved. My up whole here. family moved out to the up up to the northeast to be near me. Yeah, I need some money. I need some jobs. So she goes to Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Starts singing in nightclubs, singing the devil's music, as her mother would have called yes. it. Um, and she was told after the first or second night of just playing the piano, she her, the nightclub owner was like, "Well, if you want to make more money, you're going to need to sing." Right. I mean, like if you want to stay here, period. Yeah. You better. Be singing. Be singing while you play. So she opened her mouth. Yeah. (laughs) And beautiful sound came out. Oh, my God. And Um, I I cannot recommend, like, going to listen to some of her music after you watch this documentary. Um, Yes. It's just, it's soul-wrenching. It is so good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and just how... She could put music together, and sh- and it was extemporaneously. Yeah, Improv. I'm sorry. That was a huge word. Thank you. That's because I haven't drank half my glass of wine yet. I've drank more than half. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so at this time, she's earning ninety dollars a week. Hey, hey. Um, in the fifties. Oh yeah, it, she girl. was balling. Yeah. Um, she also this is when she changes her name to Nina yes. Simone because she did not want 
her mom finding out what she was doing because right. her mom would have flipped out. Well, her mom was a revivalist preacher. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe doesn't want her daughter singing in nightclubs. Yeah. No she, matter how good she sounds. <laughs> and she talks about she never really thought about being in show business. It was just a means to an end. Right. But she loved it. I mean, she definitely, there was joy there with it. Um, well, and she, and she is an artist. Yes. And there are some people that whatever their passion is, mm-hmm. they have to do it. Yes. It's, they, they have to do it or else they will crumble up and die. Yes. So she did it. So she did. Yeah. Um, she, uh, meets, uh, I think that's going to be the theme of this podcast is so she did. She did. <laughs> um, she meets Al, what's his name? Shock, Shockman. Shockman. Al Shackman, Shackman, yes. Uh, he's a guitarist uh, and like a musical director type guy. Yeah. Um, and and he was one of the ones that would improv with Nina yes. in the clubs. Like she would start singing, start playing the piano in this beautiful classical style, yep. which is hilarious in a jazz club. And then he would bring in the guitar. She would change whatever she was doing and he would keep playing the guitar, yes. but change his style to match hers. And it was this this musical weave back and forth together between the two of them. They yes. sounded so good together. Yeah, I wrote down about him, guitarist and musical BFF. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, because, yes. I mean... Accurate. He was with her through it all. You know, I mean... Yeah. And as we talk about where her where direction goes. started going, yeah. I I started, like, looking for him. I'm like... Was he still there throughout that? For the most part. He was. He was. The whole time. Every concert I looked, he was there. There was only a couple I couldn't see him at. But those were at like, well, we'll get we'll get into her revolutionary days. But that was in, in more of the extreme revolutionary days. He was there. Was he really? Yeah. Nice. Because I, I mean, I watched this twice because I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see. I want to nice. make. Like, I wanted. The first time I watched it was like watch while doing other things so not paying attention as much as more as listening yes and so the second time i was like really focused on like visually watching everything and that was one of the things that makes me happy i didn't did did he stick by her through all that did she keep him around through all of that and she did and he did and they did and it was awesome yeah and he he always said of, of nina that she was more concerned with the feeling Yes. Of the music, the the technical the technicality. These musicians were so good. The technicality of it didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It just mattered how the music felt the night that you right. were playing. Right, and that yeah. is so groovy. Man. Oh yeah, I mean it was just beautiful listening to all this music um, in this documentary. Um, so we go to you know 1960. She's in the Newport Jazz Festival, <laughs> Playboy TV. Yeah, she. <laughs> Hugh, uh, R.I.P. Hugh Hefner. I guess. But, I, I mean, whatevs. I mean, it is what it is. Um, he, I don't know how many people know, but he had um, a actual television show, yeah, like, like a the ver- penthouse show. Like a, but it was like a variety show. So yeah. So he have musical acts on, song, dance. But everything was very Smooth. groovy and sexual, baby. Hey, hey, make sure you show the ladies the yes. bedroom. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Hef. Um... <laughs> But around this time, she meets Andy. Yeah. Um. Who was he? Andy Stroud. 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 Yes. Yes. Um. He at the time was a police officer. Yeah. Gave that up. Um. When they got married in 1961, uh, to be her manager. Yeah. Which okay. 
Right. Uh, you know, it, I say in the beginnings, like, it seemed like, you know, a good fit at first. And it probably was at first. Yeah. I mean, she talks are. about just, you know, just falling in love with them and yeah. and that was it. Um, they have a daughter, Lisa. Um, she was born in 61. Um, so, you know, he's trying to help her, um, career, like, you know, commercially. Yes. He, he's the business mind. Yes. She's the artist mind. Yes. Most, most definitely. Right. And Um, a part of that, I think, already was starting right then of, um, he's like, well, you like all these nice things. Yes. You want, you know, you want this stuff. Well, guess what? You're going to have to perform, 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 perform. Right. And, you know, a lot of like, you need to go on this show. You need to go here. You got to do this concert. You got to do this publicity thing. All this stuff. And you could already see just right at that beginning, it was kind of like torn for her. She was like, I like doing the art. I like having nice things. But this is a lot. Yeah. You know, this is like pulling away from the art part of it. Yeah. And and even though the seeds of the of struggle were sown there, like yeah. it was still the good times. Yes. They had a great house. Yeah. Uh, he booked her to play Carnegie in nineteen sixty three. And on that note, real quick sidebar, mm-hmm. um, can we please bring back jeweled eyeliner? Oh uh, yeah. 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 This oh God, I love this woman. I love she did that cat eye that the 60s, that everybody had in the 60s. Oh, I love it. She I love it. the best eyebrows and the best cat eye <gasps> ever. Everything was on point. Yes. I don't know how she did it. But for her Carnegie performance, she had like rhinestones in her eyeliner. Yes. And there's a company called uh, The Magic and Madness. They're a sister company of The Love and Madness. Love and Madness does a lot of, like, geeky hair accessories, jewelry accessories. Like, I have an R2-D2 necklace from them. They're the ones that did this wrap bracelet that I have that's got the opening crawl to A New Hope. Right, yeah, it's it's A New Hope. Yeah. 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 Um, But their sister company, The Magic and Madness, I've noticed that they're bringing back the body jewel, like, the body jewel stickers. And I didn't 100% support it at first. Yes. But seeing Miss Simone do it... I, I get it now. Yeah. I understand the concept now. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm down for it. I mean, she had some magical eyes. Like, her oh. eyes were just gorgeous, big, and beautiful. I'm like... You could see all the way man. down to her soul in it. Yes. It wasn't always a pretty sight. But no. you could see all the way down to her soul in it. Yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, uh, she talks about, too, that Andy actually, you know, used their own money to promote her for Carnegie Hall. Um, because that was really her dream is to be able to play there. And she said, you know, she was a little bummed that she wasn't playing classical music. Right. But she was still playing her music. Still, still you playing know? Carnegie. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, at this point she's hailed as like the queen of jazz. Yes. Um, and, and she, and she, she makes her own style because it is a blend of classical and jazz and R and B and soul and gospel and all of it. Like it's yes. all wrapped up into one and <laughs> pardon me. The, again, the more music of hers that I went and listened to afterwards, I get it. Right? I get it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but this is where things start yeah. turning. Yeah, because, you know, she's being pulled away from Lisa. Um, she talked about, you know, really loved, she loved being a mother, but with 
all the pulls of fame, you're pulled away from months at a time. Right. Um, so it, it started coming out like during her concerts, like if people were standing <laughs> up, she was like, she stopped singing. Yeah. She'd be like, sit down. <laughs> and they, they, later in the documentary, they do show yes. uh, a show where that happened. I would die. Yeah. If, if an artist did that, like I almost melted and died because one time I made eye contact with the bassist from that band Saliva back in the early 2000s <laughs> at, at like a warp tour or something, yes. something like or whatever it was. I don't even know what concert festival it was. But like and he did he did like the point and smile like directly at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I hid behind the giant biker dude in front of me and like I peeked back out and he was just laughing at me and like oh he, he was good. He wasn't mean right, laughing. Right, right. But I would die yes. if someone was like, "No, no, you yeah, the tall one with the purple hair. Sit down. Yeah. Sit down. I gotta pee. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I, too, have had one of those moments, but we're not discussing it. Fine. We'll, ooh, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, so, it, you know, depression starts setting in. Yes. Anger starts setting in. She talks about, um, she has all these wonderful journals that really chronicle her life. Copious journaling. Oh, yeah. Man, she could Heart, journal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, talking about pills to go to sleep, pills to perform, you Which, know, just grueling schedule. The more I learn about Jim Jones from the late 60s, early 70s, the more I realize I'm pretty sure everyone in the 60s and 70s was doing that. And I'm sorry that I bring brought Jim Jones into a beautiful documentary about Nina Simone. And I'm really sorry, but I'm listening to a thing on him right now. I am excited! Oh, my God. No, apparently everyone in the 60s and 70s was... Hyper yellow pills to get up in the morning, yeah. sleeping pills to go to bed at night. Yeah. Just pull um, Because it up. we're starting to hit Booger Sugar Town, too. Yeah. 60s and 70s with Coke. Oh, Coke oh sugar. I get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> My best. <laughs> the more you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she's really starting to break from reality a little bit. And also at this time, her marriage starts um, getting shitty. Yeah. Cr- I was going to say crumbling, but yeah. It, it starts getting shitty. Yeah. There's there's a lot of abuse that... There's a lot of abuse. that Well, that Nina writes about, that Lisa talks about. They do they do interview her daughter in the documentary, and she, she brings up the abuse. Andy doesn't really talk about it that much. What? You mean the abuser deflects away from himself and what he's done wrong? Can I tell you a shitty thought that I had for like two seconds? Yeah. Okay. So we know, this is a bit of, you know, we're going to go into this further, but we know mm-hmm. that Nina does break from reality later on in the documentary. Right. Until they brought Lisa in to yeah. talk about this abuse for a fraction of a second. I wondered how reliable of a source Nina was. Mm. Because in other documentaries... I got you. We have talked about people who they have their story. Yeah. And they stick to it for a long, long time. Yeah. And then somebody else comes in and says, mm, no, that's not how that was. Yeah, I get, I get you. I mean... And that's a shitty that's a shitty thing to think. And I'm really sorry for it. Because later on in the documentary, it is elaborated. It is elucidated. on. Like, I get it now... But right. for a fraction of a second, I did question her, uh, her point of view, which yeah. I feel bad about. And I'm sorry. Well, hey, you know, we talked about like on War of the Worlds with them hearing this, the, 
the uh, uh, fake alien attack, they were primed for it. You sure. have been primed by all these other documentaries. That is true. That is true. I just hit the table. I'm so sorry. I think that just went bonk. Sorry. Good job, junk. Um, yeah. So, well, and and not just her daughter talking about it too. Uh, Al talks right. about it. I mean, right. And like once they started bringing yeah. in the other stories, they were like, yeah, no, it was a really bad time. I'm like, oh shit, I feel like an asshole now. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, now comes the part where I wrote in my notes, the shift. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> what had happened was yeah. there was a church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's the four little girl, four little girl story. And yes. I feel bad cause I don't know their names and I feel like I should have Googled that. But, um, That's that, right. that was, that was the spark that lit the fire within the African-American community of, no, we're not putting up with this anymore. Right. Nope, 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 nope. We are done with this. Yeah. I mean, she wrote a song called Mississippi Goddamn. Mississippi Goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, and, And you really see her switch to full-blown activism. Um, and I'm not gonna, I don't even want to call it radicalism. No. We're going to call it activism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was very heavy in the civil rights movement. She was friends with MLK. She was friends with everybody. She was friends with Malcolm X. She was friends with every mover and shaker in, in the civil rights. In that movement. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, as things progressed... She even would describe herself as more of militant. Sure. Um, she was like, she she talked <laughs> she, about like if if I could okay. be the way I wanted to be, yeah, I'd probably be dead because I would have been up with shotguns and guns and and shooting some stuff and having uh sure having a raucous good time. Oh, she she straight up told MLK, <laughs> I am not nonviolent. Yeah. And he was like, That's fine, sister. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. I get, it. I get um, it. And I think, you know, then once to that MLK gets murdered, um, that was like... That hurt. I mean, that and was That's rough. an understatement. Yeah, yeah. And like two days later, she's doing a performance. Sorry, I hit yes. the mic. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so you really, really see her shift and change. She changes her music. All her music becomes um, more protests, more activism, more civil rights oriented. Right. Um, and she, she is living it. She's feeling it. She's breathing it, which that's not to say that she wasn't before, but it was like a light switch got flicked on. Oh, yeah. No, she she definitely understood the power of having a voice, mm-hmm. of having a voice that people wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And she knew how to use that voice to get the message of those who didn't have a voice heard. Yes. And she talked about, too, you know, even being a young girl, she was going to to do a performance and they were making her parents sit in the back. And she was like, well, I'm not performing if they have to sit in the back. Yeah. Um, So even from, you know, she talks about even from a young age, she was that way. But I think it just really just kicked her into high gear. Um, and, and that's what her life became about. Yeah. And so that, you know, 
started more strain on the marriage because oh Andy because Andy's about you know Andy's about the, money the commercial yeah. yeah you're 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 gonna lose your commercial stock you know you go up Pe- there and you say people sing, but, don't want to hear that radical yeah. nonsense it's not yeah. the time it's not the place no. we're still fucking having this discussion and right. it pisses me off to no end. R- all right. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, uh, did you watch the Grammys? No. The Grammys I, I was some, very, yeah. very um, political and civil sure. rights. And, hey, and again, people, and, they have a chance with a voice. They're yeah, going to use it, it to gra- say what oh, they need. I mean, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then everyone is like, oh, it's just not the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, I, don't put your politics uh, in my entertainment. Uh, you know, and that's that thing. Because you're a celebrity, does that mean you can't have an opinion? Or Well, and I, I wish I could remember who tweeted this so I could give them credit. But yeah. I, I did see a tweet where it was, um, you know, saying, oh, keep your politics out of my entertainment is saying, well, you want this thing that I've created, but you don't want any of the context in which I created it. Exactly. So, I mean, it it's all connected, man. Yeah. It's all connected. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I could go. I could go on. I normally always. I miss the Grammys. I miss the Oscars. I miss all that stuff. And normally, I don't really care. But I was like, I want to see. Sure. I love. Well, a. I'm girly, and I want to see the outfits. Yeah. And then B. I'm like, well, usually there's good music. Sure. You know, they put on good performances for the Grammys. Yeah. You know, so I always miss it. So I want to check it out. There was some great. Like we could have a whole. Like after the podcast <laughs> Grammy, discussion, Grammy sidebar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because there were some really, really important moving performances throughout it. Nice, and there was a lot of fun ones too. Good. So, Anywho. anyways, <laughs> okay, so we're we're into the late sixties. We're we're around the time that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, Nina has a breakdown. Yeah. Um, that she's on tour with Bill Cosby, which. Mm. Mm. In retrospect, hello. Mm. Um, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but Andy talks about how she just she started putting like shoe wax in her hair. Yeah, and just not like her eyes just said, "I am not here." Yes, and is that okay? Is he talking about the opening performance that they use for the documentary? Where she, I think so. Okay, I, I thought could, yeah. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell because the the documentary opens with Nina coming on stage, and she looks, she looks wild eyed. She looks out of it. She yeah. looks like she does not know where she is. Yes, and it kind of like I don't know if that's the performance that they were referencing, or she had a lot of demons. She did battle with depression and anxiety, and we'll get into other stuff yeah. later. So I didn't know which performance specifically that was referencing, but I mean, like it's just it's a bad time. It at least time conveyed, yeah, what was what was happening, right? Um, so after uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, gets killed, she's like, "That's it, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm moving to Africa." Yeah. Oh, not just Africa. She's moved to Liberia. Yeah. Which is a very interesting country. Yes, she talks about she she leaves Andy. She leaves the wedding ring. Yeah. She leaves a note. She wrote a song about it. Good song. Um, but she's song. like, Deuces. I'm out. Yeah. So uh, she moved there and she talks about she felt renewed. She felt free. She felt at home. She felt free with about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about nine E's at the end. 
Yes. She felt free. Yes. Um, and, 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 you know, Lisa moves out there. Yeah, for like a year or so. Yeah. Cut, year, year or two, maybe. Um, boy, howdy, they don't have a good relationship during that time. No. Um, um, she basically takes out a lot of stuff on Lisa. And, you know, as we go a little bit further um, into <laughs> Nina's uh, life, a lot more of this stuff's going to make sense. Yeah. As to why. Right. Yeah. She did, but you know, the move time... she did, how she treated Lisa, like how all these things really come into play. Yeah. Um, at this time, it's just, it's just a bad time. Yeah. Um, it's the, we had the good times yep. in the early sixties when she was first starting out. Now we're in the bad times. Yeah. And Lisa talks a lot about, you know, there was literally nothing that she could do right. Yeah. Um, she, she's, you know, Nina's talking about that. She feels great. This is the greatest time in her life. She doesn't really reference her daughter though. No. I noticed that. No. And And so it comes to the point where, uh, Lisa goes back and lives with Andy. How messed up is that though? Like, don't blame her. Yeah. But she left one abusive parent to go to, go to, to another. another one. But, you know, and they never really say that Andy, like, ever abused Lisa or anything sure. like that. But sure. it's but, still that I mean, thing. she's like 16. Where else is she going to go? Right. You know? Um. Uh, so Nina, she stops paying her bills. She stops performing. Um. She loses her house. She loses everything. Yeah. Um, so she gets to this point where she's like, well, crap, I need money. Mm-hmm. I need a place to live. Mm-hmm. So she moves to Switzerland. Sure. Um, and you know, it, it's becoming very, very clear at this point that she is not okay. No. Like uh, beyond the, just like, oh, just I'm leaving swings. it all behind. Like something is wrong. It, it's, it's to the point where, um, uh, who was the guitarist? Al? Yeah. Al is like. I, you would be having a conversation with Nina mm-hmm. and then you would blink and there was another person in the room mm-hmm. where Nina was standing, but it wasn't Nina. Um, exactly. Um, and by this time, you know, we're hitting 1982. Yeah. Yeah. We're up into the eighties. Yeah. Um, so Al and uh, what was the other guy's name? I totally spaced. Um, uh, well, there was a, no, he was an activist. Stokely Carmel. Um, no. Oh, George George Wine? Yeah. George Wen. Yes. Um, they, you Maybe? know, Al and George, no, Garrett, Garrett. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. I don't, <gasps> I didn't have that name. I did write it down. I'm so dumb. But they found Nina in Paris. Yes. Um, and she was basically like a street urchin at that point. Yeah. Like, um, Singing so in the subway. They're like, hey, um, we, we're going to help her. Yeah. And Nina, we're going to help you, but y- you have to do what we say. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. We're, we're going to get you a place to live. We're going to line up jobs for you, but we need you to talk to this doctor first. Yeah. So they get her a, a condo um, and they get her hooked up with a couple doctors mm-hmm. um, and she ends up being diagnosed as manic depressive and bipolar. Which given everything that we've talked about in the last 40 minutes that makes a lot of sense yes um bipolar is is no joke no um 
I, you know, I, I think it's part two in our society. We kind of joke a lot about being bipolar. You know, somebody gets mad and they're happy. Oh, you're bipolar, blah, blah, blah. Um, you do literally change to a different person. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more people are realizing that um, that this is, this is a, a big deal. But back then, the 80s, it was still... I think a little bit more in its early stages as far as medicine wise, treatment wise. Um, so, well, we were finally coming out of the times of putting people in ice bath and electroshocking them. And we're getting into, yeah. we were getting into the chemical, chemical manipulation of the brain. Right. Which they did for Nina. They, the, the medicine that they got for her. Yes. It stopped the mood swings. But, but side effects, uh, shakes, tremors, yeah, um, not mental instability, uh, but um, speech, speech impediments, uh, muscle fatigue and failure. Which yeah. I mean, you're giving this to a woman who sings for a living, who and has plays to the piano. sing, who plays the piano, who has to perform, or else she crumples up and dies. Yeah, and you're giving this medicine to her. Yeah, and they they kind of made reference to the doctor saying like. So, um, you know, maybe she can't perform, but I mean, here's your two choices. Either she's this person that cannot take care of herself, that Mm -hmm. cannot survive essentially on her own, or she takes this medicine and maybe she can't be a famous singer anymore. But she can function. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like it tiptoed around that old cliche of, of the the tortured artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people talk a lot, and I know they talked a lot about, like, when Robin Williams committed suicide. Like, yes. You know, how many demons are people actually fighting in their head that they cover up with the art? Right, right. Um, yeah, and I, I think there, I think there is a little bit of that, you know, um, in personality in general and and expressing the art and all that kind of stuff versus there's really something that isn't wired correctly. Yeah. And, and, and you have to deal with that, you know, and even Lisa talks about, you know, her fears and feeling like that medicine basically kind of took away some of her spirit, Mm -hmm. but I think she understood you oh, know, sure. to a sense, yeah. you know, she, you know, no, there's a logic, there's a logic behind it, but again, you know, it's yeah. that cost benefit ratio. Right. And thankfully, um, it didn't totally incapacitate her. No, she um. like by, by 93, she had settled in the South of France, Yes, but she was still touring the world. Yes. And she, she lived till 2003, two days. Mm-hmm. Be- oh, this is my favorite part. Two days before she died. She got an honorary degree from the Curtis Institute of Music. Yes. Because they realized they were fucking stupid. Yeah. By denying her. Um, although, I, although shit, you know what? If they had admitted her, maybe we wouldn't have Nina Simone. Right. Maybe we would be talking about Eugene Wayman, the first African-American female classically trained pianist. Yeah. That was a mouthful. That was a big mouthful. <laughs> Um, the wine's kicking in. She also um, got 15 Grammy nominations. Back to the Grammys. Hey. Um, and she was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2000. 
So, uh, you know, she ended up dying in 2003 and they did not say how she died and I didn't look it up. I didn't either. I just assume, I just assumed just, old age. Like yeah. she she was born in 19 I, yeah. I have it in my notes. I found it here at the end of my notes instead of oh, the beginning. You schmardy punch. Um she was born in 1933. Right. So, I mean that's 70 years. That's Yeah. That's an all right life. Yeah. It's okay. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I assumed. Right. But I this didn't is, know if it was like That's a safe assumption. Yeah. But I mean also we we tend to not do a lot of research outside of the documentary. What do you mean? We only watch documentaries and then talk about documentaries? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like like what's in the queue, not your mom's Netflix. Is that what we're doing? Exactly. Uh, uh, no, the, this is a good documentary. It was very good. Um, very well done. I loved hearing all the little interviews with her, seeing her journal notes, hearing her beautiful music. Hearing her become vaguely more French each time they interviewed her. Yeah. It happens. I think the more you speak French, the more you become French. Well, I am definitely one of those people. Like, people crack on Madonna hardcore <laughs> for numerous reasons, but for one of which is that her accents changed. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am one of those people. Mm. If I am around somebody who, uh, you know, like, if I go to the South. You say y'all. I get Southern. I can watch a Southern movie and I'll get Southern. I can't. Okay. That was yokily. That was a making fun of. It's okay. But just for example. So I am sure that if I were to move to France... I would end up with some sort of oui? accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my my accents are more mood based. Um, so like the drunker, the angrier, or the more desperate I am for yes. someone to do something. Oh, honey, that southern accent comes out real hard. Oh, that, um, that but is yeah, sweet. Honey. But like the. The more nervous I get, the oh yes, those come out. And then, I mean, I'm not really sure what an Indiana accent is. I'm sure I have it. Um, well, we're a little bit of no accent, you know. It's a bit southern. American accent to southern accent. Because, yeah. like, you go south of... You go south of Indy. Ossian. No. You go <laughs> south of Ossian. And Southern is coming. Yeah. Muncie, Anderson, they all have Southern accents. Okay. Okay. They're Southern. Which is funny because they're still Northern Indiana. Yes. North Central. Well, we are part of the South. Did you know? Uh... We're the South Midwest. Okay, fine. Did you know? <laughs> we are in the Southern Conference for the NFL, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, no the, the part that always killed me was when I moved up to this area. Yeah. There is a thing that people in Northeast Indiana and Michigan say... Where they say, I seen, mm-hmm. instead of I have seen or I saw. Yes. And it, it's one of those things that just grinds my teeth together. I like, I like seen it. Mm. <laughs> uh, here's that another fun fact. Me. Um, nobody mm. from Michigan believes that they have an accent, but they Oh, that do. is not true. They have an accent. Um, Darren, listener to the show. Yes. Yeah, definitely has an accent. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I am from Michigan. Yes. But I've lost... Some of it, but the biggest thing is we add S's onto things. It's not Meyer, it's Myers. Yes. It's not JC Penny, it's JC Penny's. I will say Indiana does that too. Yes. Um, but it the Michigan accent has a little Wisconsin, 
a little Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. It's 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 mm-hmm. that far-reaching North stuff. It's I mean, the, it's the Scandinavian heritage yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. My crib sister, the girl. I mean, we were born a month apart. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up together. She's got a Michigan accent. I've been telling her this for years. She's like, no, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Just embrace it. Just, just let it, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Um, what's up with this cough? I mean, do you have pneumonia? Um, hopefully not, because I keep seeing on the evening news that people just are dying everywhere. Right. So, so my kids were sick, and I was like, are they gonna die? Like, yeah. I was really afraid. Well, because no, because like. There are kids dying who have 99 degree fevers and no coughs. Like, they're just dying. Well, thank you, because that's what my kids have. Yeah, 99 degree my kid fever. Ha- my kid had that for like a week and a half, and I didn't take her to the doctor because the last time I took her to the doctor with 103 temperature, mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's just viral. You're fine. Just alternate Motrin and ibuprofen. Or uh, Motrin and uh, Advil. You know what I loved? When they were Tylenol. little God, and they went to for their wellness check, yeah. you leave their sick. Mm-hmm. Go to your wellness mm-hmm. checkup, and then you get sick. It's very germy. Yeah. I hate germs. Well, thank you for not being the Jenny McCarthy type to be like, well, they clearly gave them autism and flus. So. <laughs> right. My kids are clearly not <laughs> autistic. Wow. Th- okay. Um, we sorry, drove sorry. way away from Miss sorry, 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 Simone. Sorry. sorry about that. Um, uh, that's our that's our after podcast ramble right there. No, delete. You, you guys should... <laughs> Uh, seriously watch this documentary. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Very, very, very good. Um. If nothing else, it's a musical hug. It is. My, you know, I even, after a little while, I let the kids come mm-hmm. in and, and they were listening to the music. I'm like, what? You know, especially at the end, they play a really good song at yes. the end. I was like, you guys like this? And they're like, yeah, we want to hear more. Yes. So I played the Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids concert for a minute. It's real good. Okay. It's real good. Okay. See, because I played I Love You Porgy, and because my kid is a giant Star Wars fan, she's like, oh my God, she wrote a song about porgs? And I'm like, yes. Oh. I thought that the whole time, both times I watched this, I was like, I wonder if Emily got really excited when she was singing about I Love You Porgy. No lie. I didn't put it together. It took my kid, <laughs> it took my kid to put it together. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. But that'd be cool. Clearly, this is where Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, I got the term "porg." Clearly, I obviously. Mean, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, weird. going back to the Jonestown thing, I can't wait till we do Jonestown. Oh, I want to do Jonestown so bad. Let's uh, let's but we save, have to wait. Save it till March. Yeah. Um. We have yeah. to wait for a while. Yeah. Well, because we also, we're going to need to cover um, David Koresh, too. Yes. We should just schedule a Colts month. <gasps> I, I would do a Colts year, okay? Oh, Sorry. I do love Colts. Um, Colts, Colts, Colts. Sorry. Let's, let's wrap this let's Oh, wrap you want to you wanna stop now? Oh, we should probably stop. All right. We're getting to be hey, about an hour. Socials. Hey, what's in the do queue? Do it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what's do in it. the queue? Look do us it. up talk to us on there because we love talking to you yeah um email us yeah. what's in the queue at gmail.com yeah uh i'm getting yelled at by uh exactly one person about a t-shirt oh okay hey <laughs> exactly you... one person hey do you you guys want t-shirts we have hats do you want hats yeah do you want them we'll order them yeah we can make that happen but you gotta um, talk to us you gotta let us know yeah you have to tell us things like yeah. we're, we're not mind readers 
I mean, we are to each other. With each other, yes. With the what tarot. What thinking right now? Uh, we need to go read tarot cards? <gasps> Jeez, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah Socials, no, rate us, review us. Stitcher has the Stitcher list now. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to Podcast Time Forgot. Yes. Our, our friends in Alabama, they got on Stitcher's oh. list. And at like a decent number, too. Yes. Yeah. So green with envy. Good job, boys. But so proud. Yes. Like somebody that we, air quotes, know. We're internet friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good job, guys. Yeah, we're proud. All right. Okay, bye. Hey, we love you. Bye. Go listen to Nina Simone's music right now. Goodbye. Do it. Do it.